Hello, what's up everyone? Welcome to this For Real podcast, episode 2. We are covering some topics just like weekend bucket list, personal development, mad, sad, glad, scared, traditional Chinese medicine, and lots more. So I hope you enjoy this episode. Thank you so much for clicking. If you do enjoy it, I hope you share it to friends and family who'd like to listen to us. And I'll see you on the other side. Enjoy. For Real is about passion. It's about culture. It's not just about sharing a Chinese martial art, but it's about sharing the light at the end of my tunnel. And maybe this could be the light at the end of your tunnel. Or you can just enjoy some really cool content. And this is For Real. Hello everyone, welcome to our For Real Episode 2 podcast. I have here sitting with me, Gawain Siu, Sifu Gawain Siu, Father Gawain Siu, Siu Siu Siu. <laughs> Hello. Hello everyone. How are you today? Me? I'm, yes, I'm feeling glad, excited, a little anxious and a little frustrated. Well, I feel, I feel glad, excited. Glad, excited. Very cool. Yes. All right. So, episode two, I have a few things that I'd like to talk about during the week. I've, I've had some points from students and and what I've thought would be good to talk about in a podcast. Okay. Do you have any of those sorts of things as well? I, I have uh, an interesting story to tell. All right. And Let's start with that then. Start with that? Yeah, okay. So, last week on um, Thursday, let's see. No, Tuesday, last Tuesday, one of our Jing mowers was leaving class very quickly because he had to, he, he, they only have one car between the family, so he had to leave training a little earlier just to get the car home so his wife can take the car, drop children off, get to work, etc. And on the, on his way out, Rick Rick said to me, he said, Seafood, something really interesting happened yesterday. And I said, what's that, Rick? And he goes, well, this fellow, he said, this fellow... He used his words, uh, druggy, as in someone under the influence of drugs, walked into our cafe, picked up a chair and walked straight out with it. <laughs> and I said, really? He goes, yeah. This is, it was crazy. He says, who walks into cafes and picks up a chair over their head and just walks out the front door? <laughs> and I said, so what happened? He said, well, it was interesting because two of the other male staff said to me, hey, Rick, come on. We can't let that happen. You got to go sort it out, and he goes, "Sort what out?" Do they know he does kung fu? Uh, well, probably. I don't know, but he's the manager, so. Oh yes. Okay. Know, they asked him to sort it out, and he said, uh, "I don't understand. What do you mean by sort it out?" And they said, "Well, we can't let that happen. Look, how about the three of us go? Three of us can take him on. Three on one, we'll have this. He he won't be able to do anything about it." And um, so. He said, "No, no, no, no. I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a good idea." And they kept trying to, kind of convince him that it was a good idea. And he kept saying, "No, I don't know what's a good idea, but that's not a good idea." And then eventually he said, um, "Hang on, just wait." And um, well, I said to, I actually said to Rick, I said, "So what did you do?" And he went, he said, "Well, eventually I got to the point where I figured out that if I went down the back and found." an old, old chair that we didn't want, then maybe I could swap it with him. So I said, what did you do? He says, well, I went down the back. I went and grabbed a chair that we were actually, we didn't want, that we wanted to get rid of. And I went up to, uh, I went over to the fellow who'd taken our chair and I spoke to him and I swapped it. Nice. Uh, yeah. And I came back and there was no confrontation. There was no aggression. There was no fear. There was just trying to work this out. And I thought... Wow, that that is Jingmo in action. That is it. From our last podcast, I was sharing that the the need to be the scariest guy on the block uh, for me isn't what training martial arts is about. Uh, for me, that is, and that the most important thing is kindness. So, regardless yeah. of what action we take, we come from a kind space. And I think that Rick is a that story is a is a great example, and that Rick is a wonderful ambassador for Jingmo because he trains hard, he's diligent, he's consistent, he's honest and truthful, and he's like the rest of us. 
mostly has good days, sometimes had bad, has bad days, and is always faced with some form of confrontation and some conflict. And I think that was brilliant. He avoided the temptation of ganging up and being threatening. And, and really, it's, it's kind of thuggery when you think about it. And also, it's just a chair. Well, yes, it is only just a chair. Um, you know, some people might argue, well, it's not just a chair. It might be the principle of it, or you know, what. So all the fear stuff would come in and yeah. and say, well, if we let him get a chair this time, what's he going to walk out with next time, and when is it yeah, going to stop? Yeah, you know, guess, and all yeah. that stuff. So all of that, someday, one day, something really horrible is going to happen. Thing, but he resisted the temptation, and I think it takes more courage to do that and more presence to do to trust himself than just to go along with the group mentality yeah so i was very impressed extremely impressed with the way how he handled that okay that was great thanks for sharing that whilst we are on the subject of some students mm. marty uh the other morning he was at our class and we spoke about the three parts that make us whole, the yep. mind, body, and spirit. Yep. And what came with the spirit or emotional self is mad, sad, glad, scared that you said in class as well. Mm. I wish we had the recording, mm -hmm. but he said, if we can talk about that on the podcast, mm. he'd really appreciate it. Mm. So you want to start from the top of what you can recollect of mind, body, and spirit and our emotions and how that's important in our training? Yes, Absolutely. I'd like to start with the rule of three, and in this case, the rule of three is referring to the three parts that make us whole, mind, body, and spirit, mental, physical, and emotional self. This principle is not unique to our training. It actually comes from the principles of traditional Chinese medicine, and the belief is that these three parts are what make us a human being, mind being mental self, body being physical self, and spirit being emotional self. Growing up as an Aussie boy, it's uh, talking about emotions for me growing up uh, was quite a foreign thing. So I like to keep things simple and I say, well, it's easy to understand what I'm thinking. It's easy to feel my body knowing where it is and what it's doing. But sometimes the emotions are quite elusive. So I was once told... The four basic emotions are mad, sad, glad, scared. And that really resonated with me. It was the first time that description of emotions really meant something to me. So since that day, I've been following that. And I think it was back in 2004. Mad, sad, glad, scared. We have a whole lot of variations to that. And not only are there are variations to mad, sad, glad, scared, but there are also different levels. So low level mad, for example, is like just being frustrated. And a high level mad is being raging, raging angry, um, and so on and so forth. Now, my, my experience is that it's very much okay to feel emotions. What is difficult is when we act out these emotions and... Even though in our society, in our first world society, um, glad is okay, sad is not okay, scared is definitely not okay. Um, if we take away those labels of being what's accepted and what's not accepted, there's actually moments in our lives where every one of these emotions are appropriate and inappropriate. So the acting out of it is actually the problem. For example, I can be angry, I can be mad, but it's not okay to be violent. So acting out that anger is where it's harmful. Feeling the anger and knowing what it is and being really, really intimate with it, knowing what part of the body it, it arrives at, etc., is really getting down to understanding ourselves. So for, for example, in my case, when I first discovered how angry I was, I then also discovered that I have this little angry lump in the, the bottom left-hand side of my 
neck. So it's just where the hairline, my hairline joins my neck. And I call myself that the angry lump. Whenever that lump appears, even though I might not feel like I'm overwhelmed with being mad, I know something's brewing. And if I look deep enough, I can find it. So um, in our training, very simply put, if I act out of anger, act out of fear, act out of sadness, um, being a martial artist, it could actually be a very dangerous thing. So what I, what I stand for myself is that when I am angry, for example, or scared, those two often go together for me, that I acknowledge that feeling so that I'm clear that's where I'm coming from and I'm not taking actions from that place. And how does that all happen? Well, scientifically, I've spoken to some friends of mine who are in health science and in healthcare and they explained to me very simply that a process happens when when we feel fear or anger for example um, we go to the reptile reptilian part of the brain that amygdala and the amygdala actually as far as I understand is the first part of the brain that is forming when we are conceived in our mother's womb and it's actually the last part of the brain to switch off when we die. And its job is fight, flight and freeze. Its job purely is about survival. So it powers all of our survival instincts. Now, what happens then is slowly over time, and I believe that our frontal cortex, our frontal lobe, where all our logic and reason happens, comes quite late. And I'll, and I've I've heard that particularly in males it's even later than females and the logic behind that is that in uh, in the animal kingdom women need to develop logic sooner because they are raising the next generation but the men have to go out and hunt and you really can't have logic when you go hunting because if you did you wouldn't take much risk in hunting. So that means more than likely you'd be pretty, you'd fail as a hunter. <laughs> so uh, our logic sense is coming quite late, um, like in the mid to late 20s when they come to full fruition. So in our teenage years and early 20s, we're big risk takers. We do crazy stuff as guys. Uh, I remember a time when I was driving really too fast uh, in my car and a, a car, I was heading up the road, I was going to my girlfriend's house and I was late and I was going fast and a car was parked on the side of the road on the same side, there was only two lanes and um, I suddenly came around the corner and there's a parked car and I was, I think I was doing, uh, I was I was speeding. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say how fast, I was speeding. Yeah. And um, I... <clears throat> my reflexes were just to turn right sharply and I ended up going over the traffic island and then I saw oncoming traffic. It was just about seven Jeez. o'clock at night. So I saw two sets of headlights and I was in, I was, I, I was ice cold at that point. And then my reflexes were that I just turned left again and I jumped the curb again, this, the, um, the traffic island and I was on the correct side of the road. I stopped the car and my heart was like jumping out of my skin through my t-shirt i i was petrified i think if you'd never seen a white chinaman before that <laughs> that that would have been the time so anyway so we take you risks first afraid i was and then second you were petrified yes <laughs> are you thinking of song lyrics yeah oh, first i was afraid <laughs> <laughs> that's that's my my cover. Thank you very much. Thank you. Um, so the short the short story is that we developed that logic sense very late, and 
uh, it's very, very important for me that I share with with uh, Jingmoers when we're learning um, our techniques that we understand this process because mm. uh, otherwise, we without that understanding, even if it's just a bare basic understanding as I've explained it here today, uh, without it, we're kind of like a bomb anytime ready to go off. Yeah, another example you said in class I was there was in learning our martial arts with our techniques and that understanding of pretty much being a weapon because you have tools to hurt someone mm. is like, well, it's no different to owning a gun. Yes, yeah, I do recall saying that, yeah. And I heard you say, you know, you used to own a gun. I did. And the safety with gun storage is mm. that you store the am ammunition and the gun in different... Comp um, safes. Different safes. Mm. But sometimes... I heard you say you were lazy and you'd store the ammunition and the gun in the same safe, but in different compartments. Mm. Which was pointless, really, because yes. if, if someone broke into the safe, they actually could access both of them. Yeah, mm. yeah. Yeah, I, I, I was once a sporting shooter, and uh, I only shot targets. I could never shoot anything that was living, although there was always these urges, you know, what would that be like? Mm-hmm. Um, but thankfully I never took myself up on that. Yes, that, that analogy, uh, is very true for me. I do believe, um, that if we're learning a martial art, we, we need to understand what triggers us. What are the triggers for us, um, to respond and react to danger? Yep. Uh, and yes, I did say that it was. It would be no different to everyone being armed with a pistol or yep. a rifle at home, and we all are excellent marksmen. We can shoot targets really well, but if we didn't learn and appreciate the the damage that killing can cause, then there'd be some awful accidents. And yep. I'd say accidents because. Without the knowledge, we're kind of ignorant. Yep. Uh, we're, we're unaware. So we're kind of set up. Now, and this is one of the things that I say often is that I don't, I, I don't like being set up and I don't set other, and I intend never to set people up. Yep. Of course, I'm only human, so I will miss things from time to time. But it's, it's um, the setup, I believe, is key. Being uh, a mentor and a teacher. Uh, it's. I feel that it's my responsibility as well, not only to teach the technique, but also to to teach the culture behind the technique and the understanding of the possible loss and how how do we how do we be kind and compassionate? Like, what are the processes involved? How do we figure out what triggers us as human beings, so that we don't just act out one day and hit something or somebody because we just we can't take anymore. Well, that, that's what happens in the bars and nightclubs, isn't it? Well, yeah, I guess it does. I mean, it's been decades since I've been to a bar or nightclub. Yes, but you see all these king king hits. And, oh, you yeah, know, they dub, dubbed them king hits. I don't yeah. know why. Yeah, but it's I think it's around that um, unawareness of self because mm. you get triggered in a way. Someone blah, said something to you, yeah, and you react, and then boom. Mm. They hit the head on the curb and mm. the fatal accident, mm, mm. and you have to live with that. If if you're not um, hurt yourself, you have to yeah, live with, right. the, with the feeling of the consequences. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Mm. Maybe there are some listeners out there that can post us some questions or uh, support or against argument for mm. what we're talking about because it's I believe it's it's uh, a worthy subject to investigate and. I certainly don't believe I've got the answers to everything or or, uh, or that I am absolutely correct. I mean, yes. I'm, I'm open to hearing other people's points of view. Definitely. Uh, because it is, uh, I feel it's a very important question to investigate. Yeah. So we're learning a martial art. Regardless of how effective we are, yep. we've got a tool that another may not have. Exactly. And... I think it's part of the it's part part and parcel of the journey. Mm. Mm. All right, very good. 
Let's do another segue like we did last episode. Segue. Do you get and sponsored? I hope uh, one day. <laughs> That'll be good. All right. So let's see what you think about this. Okay. The best view comes after the hardest climb. The best view comes after the hardest climb. Yes. Yes, I get that. Yes. All right, next one. Mm. Health does not always come from medicine. Most of the time it comes from peace of mind, peace in heart, peace of soul. It comes from laughter and love. Ah, that's an interesting quote. Mm. That's a very interesting quote. Um, I remember uh, last year, I can't remember which program I saw it, but it was one of the non-commercial stations, either SBS or the ABC. And there was it was a program studying human cells um, before and after stress. It was, it was interesting because the whole topic uh, was discussing the effect of stress on the body. And there was the pic- the picture that really got me was a microscopic view of human cells, and the the calm state was where there was beautiful music, the the temperature was lovely, um, the atmosphere was calm and serene, and these cells were under a microscope. I don't know how they did this, right? But yeah, how, they how could do you see do that? It. Anyway, the cells were beautiful. Right. They actually look like snowflakes. You know the that stereotypical look of a snowflake, symmetrical yep. shapes, nothing, no two things looked alike, you know, that yeah. type of thing. And they were moving like gently and harmoniously with the music. Mm. And then uh, the study was that the the sample was then put under stress and uh, you know, music changed, the lights changed, the atmosphere changed, it got really hot and all this sort of stuff. And um, then they studied the same cells under the microscope, and the cells were horrible. They 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 left no color, so there was color in in the harmonious side. And when it was when that body was stressed, they went they went grey, really? and yeah, and the cells stopped looking symmetrical. Now I, d- I don't know what was going on. Mutated or something. Yeah, I don't know what was going on in this program, but it was a very interesting program, and I wish I actually. Uh, took note of the title of the program and which station because that would have been very interesting to kind of investigate further. Um, but, you know, I guess we, we all know anecdotally, we all know in our gut that stress is not good for us. Yep. Uh, I know that when when I am doing more than one thing at a time and I'm working to timelines and pressure that... I don't feel very good. Mm. It takes a lot out of me. So I believe, I'm a strong believer, that balance and harmony in life is is crucial. And harmony doesn't mean that there isn't conflict and there isn't stress. It's actually how do we meet the stress? So in this case, if we look at the Kung Fu salute, the right fist represents war and the left palm peace. And when we put the two together, it's peace and harmony. Yep. Yin Yang, yep. like an ancient Chinese philosophy, Taoist mm. philosophy of Yin Yang, it shows opposite to create harmony, yep. right? So we can't just delete all the disharmony in our lives. We can't just all do nothing and have no deadlines and no pressures. You know, the world would be a very different place, mm. but I don't think that's a very practical place necessarily. So it's really about what, how do I live with the stress, live with the pressure, live with deadlines, live with the fact that I have to do things I may not like to do, yep. uh, be places where I don't want to be, um, spend time with people that I'd rather not spend time with. And how do I meet? How do I meet? Mm. How do I create harmony and all of that? Because there needs to be that. There yep. needs to be difference in yep. the world. To for it for us to be balanced. Yep. So, uh, you know, I actually quite like that that quote. Nice. Mm. I'm glad you do. All right. Do you have anything more on your list you'd like to talk about before I mention something as well? No, I I don't. I'm quite open. I was I was uh, listening in classes and uh, 
noticing what people were sharing and so on, and I, I, I don't have anything to add at this point. All right. Well, since we're talking about health, mm. for those who don't know, Dad used to be a, a traditional Chinese medicine doctor. Ah. Used to have your own practice and stuff like that. I did. Um, how many years did you study Chinese medicine? Um, well, I've always been living with it because our family had always operated from a TCM point of view. Um, but officially, I started my apprenticeship in 1989. Okay. And I was apprenticed to my father, your grandfather. Yep. Who, who was a qualified... Wait, your father is my grandfather? Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. Sorry. Yeah. Um, so I studied under him for two and a half years before I started seeing my own patients uh, under under his supervision and then for an, another year um, under supervision and that was it. Okay. Um, I, was, I was having my own patients and I had patients both in Brisbane and in Perth um, and started with students of the academy yep. and um, their family yep. and friends and then eventually members of the public here yep. in Perth. Yeah. Okay. And mm. when did you, let's say, stop with the as sh the pr professional practice? But, um, 2004. 2004. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, I was, uh, we, we got very busy. Yeah. And um, it was... It was equally demanding of my time and energy as the academy was. Yep. And um, I was asked the question one day because one of them had to go. Yep. I couldn't keep up both. Yep. And without, in a nanosecond, I said, China Health Center. Yep. China Health Center has to go. In a nanosecond, it was, I, had, I didn't even have to choose. So um, in 2004, I started the process of, um, transitioning my patients with uh, to a colleague of mine who yep. was then president of the um, association, the Chinese Medicine Association here in WA, and um, he was taking on their cases and so on and so forth until I had no more, right. and um, then I I could spend all my time at the academy and work with students and developing our teaching syllabus and so on. Mm. Mm. All right. Well, much like yourself, I grew up with traditional Chinese medicine sort of philosophies and stuff like that. Mm. And something that always interests me was uh, like hot and cold foods. Now, I don't mean you put something in the microwave, it becomes hot and you eat it yep. and you don't eat ice cream. Um, I mean, and it's not ice cream and it's cold. Mm. I mean, how foods have elements of heatiness is that the word I've heard, or or cold, and mm. how that affects the body when you do eat it, um, in different seasons as well. Mm. So um, I notice, you know, in the morning when I have my smoothie and it's a cold, it's a cold smoothie, like half an hour. Cold temperature smoothie. Cold, cold temperature smoothie. Mm. Half an hour later, I'm actually really cold and mm. it has that effect inside. Um, and that came up this week, so I thought. It'd be good for you to share that point of view of traditional Chinese medicine, how that food have different elements, even though it might be a cold food, like temperature cool, mm, but mm. it has a hot element. Like, how does that work? Yeah, okay. Well, it's nature. I don't know how it works, yes. but it's actually, it's just <laughs> yeah, okay. nature. Yeah. Um, I'll keep this really, really simple because mm. it can get very, very complex. And the complexity I find turns us off and we'd just rather not think about it. Yeah, okay. Um, so the, the fundamental principle of Chinese medicine is about balance and we're talking about balance of the quality of temperature in the body and the quality of moisture. So we're either hot or cold or dry or wet. Okay. So that's pretty much it. Right. Now, all of us have these four elements in the body and because none of us are perfect in, in that we have perfect balance, um, we will have a tendency to lean towards one side to the other. Okay. okay. Now, if anyone out there wants to investigate this further, I would A, do some research on Google, and B, go and see a qualified traditional Chinese doctor mm. and get a checkup. Okay. Find out.
Um, so to answer your f- question about foods, it, for the listeners out there, it's kind of like if you look at chili. Yes. This is the best example I find. Okay. Chili is room temperature. You yes. can even put chili in the fridge and it can be colder than room temperature. Yeah. But when you ingest the chili, yes. it burns the tongue yes. and it burns all the way down to yes. your stomach. Yes. Then it has an effect on your bowels. Yep. If you have enough of it, yes, right. So it's really has a big effect on you. Yes. So some people that have chili mm. um, can have chili and not be as affected as others. And yep. when I say affected, and some people will get headache, bloodshot eyes, um, skin irritation like acne and pimples if they have it over long periods of time, um, bad diarrhea. You know, you name it. That. You're pulling. A, you're pulling that face. <laughs> um, so, you know, it, it actually means that if they are leaning more towards a heated constitution, then when they have heated type foods, then it will just agree with them. Yeah. The other end of the scale would be like cucumber. Okay. Cucumber. You can cook cucumber. Yes. Uh, I'll I'll keep it simple. If if you steam cucumber, yeah. Then and had it, it yep. would have a cooling effect. Okay. In the body, right? So but even though you steam it, y- yes, even though you steam it, because right. it's not the temperature; it's the the quality of the food itself. Yep. So people who have low blood pressure, for example, yep, who may have a smoothie that has cucumber in it, yep, may feel lightheaded afterwards. Oh. Yeah, because okay. it will lower their 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 um body temp. No, not their body temp. Oh. Their blood pressure. As well. Right. So food, food um, had in concentrated form is like a medicine. Yeah. Okay. It's that simple. Yeah. So the simple rule yep. is uh, TCM says, or this is what I remember, that we eat and drink what is in season grown from our local area. Okay. So if I can... Drink the water that comes from the ground and the rivers where I live. Uh, breathe the air. Of course, I'm breathing the air from where I live. Oh, yeah. Well, people bottle air nowadays. And eat the food, the grass. The, the, the grass is feeding the livestock and the animals that are grown and, and raised in this area. And the fruit and vegetables are grown from the soil in this area in these seasons. Nature takes care of the rest. So nature says... The antidote to winter mm. will be grown locally. The antidote to summer will be grown. The antidote to autumn and the antidote to spring. So everything that we need in the four seasons, if we follow follow the four seasons, some cultures have more than four seasons, but if we follow those seasons and just eat what is grown and what comes from the earth during that season, then we will have the balance. Right. It's that simple. Okay. And that's the best way of, of describing it. So I often I get asked the question, well, what about I love apples and if it's not apple season, what happens if I eat apples that come from the United States or I yeah. eat um oranges from Mexico or you know, or tropical fruit from the Philippines when we don't have that fruit here in Perth, you know, and so on. Well, in small quantities Everything is okay. okay. It's when we go into large quantities. Overeat. Overeat. Yeah. Yeah. Overindulge. And then the body will have trouble keeping up. All right. Cool. Thank you. You're welcome. Nice. Very good. Okay. So, uh, segue, segue, segue. How's your coffee, by the way? It's very cold now. Everybody. How about coffee? What's coffee? Is that a heaty element or a cool element? Uh, definitely heat. Oh, okay. Mm. All right. All right. All right. Let's go. You owe it to yourself and your family to be the best you that you can be. Say that all again? Yeah, that was tongue tongue twisted. Are you sure it's not just Asian talking? (laughs) You owe it to yourself (laughs) and your family to be the best you that you can be. Yeah. Aye, aye. I concur. Absolutely. Aye, Captain. Mm. Yeah? That is absolutely true. Awesome. Well, I mean, how much can you give if you don't haven't given to yourself? Exactly. Yeah. And that leads me to mm. my next topic, which is called the weekend bucket list. 
the weekend, weekend bucket, list. bucket list. I saw this from some vloggers I watch on YouTube. Oh, yeah. Um, Becky and Chris. Who? Becky and Chris. Becky and Chris. You oh. sound so Asian sometimes. Becky and, and Chris. Uh, <laughs> the YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Becky and, and Chris. Chris. And Becky Chris. and Chris. Be Becky and Chris, mate. All right. Uh, weekend bucket list. The, the idea is that uh, we all have this bucket list that we want to do. You know, when we retire, we go. <laughs> when we retire. We went to that on. I know, okay. but right. the general idea is that we have this bucket list. We want to go visit the Great Wall. We want to go to Europe. We want to go to America. Want to get this house. Want to this. Want to that. That you build up in your list to oh, right. want um, at at a time attain. Right. Mm, okay. Um, but the weekend bucket list is about putting things down for the weekend that you can achieve, and that can be fun with yourself or with a partner or whatnot. And you do fun things in order to keep your weekends fun. And then you can go back to work and not have to be so sad all the time. <laughs> I'm not sad when I'm at work. What do you mean? I know we're not sad, <laughs> but yeah. So doing things that are quite fun on the weekend, ticking things off that, you okay. know, drive down South, go up North for a day or two or what, whatever it may be. Drive out West. Go play squash. Go drive out East as well. <laughs> I go play squash, I watch some movies, all, you know, all that stuff that yep. you do things for you or okay. you and your partner or whatnot. Yeah. Uh, what are some things that would be on your weekend bucket list? My weekend bucket list? Yeah. I'm going to sound so boring because my weekend it's bucket list Chinese is... Chinese as well. <laughs> is uh, I actually have to take a, a bit of a lesson from you now because my weekend bucket list consists of chores like... Oh, no. I know. Weeding, Dad. cleaning out the shed, hey, but that, doing the mowing. Does that make you happy, though? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no. let's say let's say all those things were done. Okay? Oh, let's say all okay. those things are done. Yeah, yeah, but it takes more than a weekend to do all those things. Sure. Let's say they're done. All right. All right, what are some things you'd like to share to the people that you do that are for you, that are fun? And if you had it, you'd do it. That are for me, yes. that are fun? Yes. Well, I already do the thing that's most fun for me. What's that? I practice every day. Oh, yeah? So I get to do that every day. Nice. Um, weekend, weekend. All right, let me specify even more. Something right. that's not martial art related. Oh, okay. Because that is our lives. Yes. What's something different you do? I'm sounding so boring. Yes, you are. I used to ride Come a motorcycle. Me. Oh, yeah? I used to. But since your baby brother's been born, I my priorities have changed. And it's not because of him, but... My priorities have changed as a trigger from uh, from his birth, and I, I even discovered that I'd forgotten to renew the registration of my bike once too many times. So I thought, no, I'm just I'm moving it on. So unfortunately, I don't have my bike to ride because I generally like to go for a ride with Seeing Tony. He mm -hmm. he's a biker as well. Yep. he's a Trumpy man. I'm a Beamer boy. Okay. <laughs> Trumpy man, beamer, beamer boy. I just made that up. Yeah, really. No, but actually, uh, yes. I am so sarcastic, lor. <laughs> um, he, yeah, he's a trumpy rider. I'm a beamer rider, uh, but I've sold my bike, so I don't have that. I used to love watching the rugby, but the Western <laughs> you, Force. Was... Your, your list is like I used to like this. I used to like that. <laughs> well, that's no, true. I'm just a cranky old man. <laughs> <laughs> I do nothing. Oi! I do nothing. Oi! I'm not cranky. I'm mm. getting older, but I'm not cranky. Am I cranky? Am I seriously That's cranky? Sometimes. Oh, yeah. All right. Fair enough. Come on. Weekend bucket list. Oh, like, this is so hard. Oh, come on. This man. is so hard. Weekend bucket list. Weekend bucket list. The parents out there of small children will, will be compassionate to me. They will know what where I'm coming from. Mm. Your two younger siblings... Are our main focus. True. So weekend bucket list. I need some help, viewers, <laughs> viewers, viewers, listeners. I need some help. Well, all right. Maybe what would you guys do on your weekend bucket list? Who are you talking about? I'm talking about the the viewers. Oh right. <laughs> that was a change of direction. Okay. Yeah, you asked them. What about you? You're I'll asking me. I'll what see. about you? I. Go play squash with Sing Mitch. That's pretty fun. That's quite different, uh, but athletic as well. So I have to get moving on a Sunday morning, which is good. 
I like to watch some TV shows. Oh, yeah. That's good. I like to... What have I been doing lately? I've been moving house lately, so... <laughs> but yeah, I reckon ma- squash mainly mm. and watching shows. It's like it's either I go out and do stuff or I stay home and rest because up until Saturdays when we have classes and stuff like that. So mm. only really get the one day to do all the things. Mm. So yeah. Like pack and move house. Like pack and move house. Yeah, you guys are probably thinking what we're talking about, but I've been moving house <laughs> the past two weekends. That has not been fun. No. Um, but yeah, squash because uh, get to enjoy it with Simich, do something different. And different is the main word there. It's not Kung Fu, not Tai Chi, and both of us aren't really good. So it's, so it's something to work towards. You're it. both not better. <laughs> no, <laughs> not. <laughs> well, you know, a few of our like kind of weapon weapon hand movements come out when we hit the ball, oh, hit okay. the rubber thing. So the yeah. rubber. I, I don't. It's not a ball. It's a squ- it is. It's uh, a it's, squash ball. Is it? It's called a squash ball. Well, what's the shape? A circle. <laughs> <laughs> a 3D circle is called? Circle. <laughs> oh. So, circle, cool, cool. Mm. You know, Mrs. Lee, your math teacher from Shenton College. No, she doesn't get a mention. <laughs> she doesn't get a mention, right? She'd be so disappointed right now. What what is a three D circle? What, what what's your voice of her? Oh no no I can't, <laughs> I can't do that. That's terrible. Oh. Alright, back to a serious topic then. Okay. I think this is what I think. This is not a quote, this is actually what I think. After doing some vlogging, after being on Instagram, after um reading and all that stuff and you've done your medium books and stuff like that, mm. I think if we all used a medium to express ourselves, like journaling, like vlogging, like uh, creating music, whatever it may be, Mm. I think it'd be really good for everyone, Mm. to be honest. Yeah, I agree. I was standing, actually no, I was doing Tosa with Rick, the fellow we were talking about before, and Mm. Sing Lee, and we were just like debriefing our week to Mm. each other. Um, and we talk about the podcast and stuff like that, and I, it just popped up. I was like, if if we all just expressed ourselves and and not held it in our heads, mm. um, I think we'd learn a lot about ourselves. And and it, and if you shared it with each other, because mm. you are only you, and you can't read other people's minds or mm. think what they're thinking. But mm. if you expressed it, um, you might. I know we found that we had similar things in common that we didn't know about. Mm. So. My vlogging, for example, I got a lot of like self-confidence with filming myself and also saying what I say out loud. Because mm. before saying it, I kind of hold back and go, what would, is that valid? Would What would others think? Mm. And I stop myself because I think of what others may think. Mm. Yeah, just true. doing it over and over again. I think I created like over 200 videos. Um, if it's just got lots of self-confidence yeah. and, and makes a difference. It's, it's something small. I mean, I'm not a big YouTuber. Mm. Um, and like Peter McKinnon and Casey Neistat. Neistat. And we're starting for real now. Mm. And I think if I didn't start vlogging or start that Kung Fu Kid Vlogs journey, I wouldn't have the experience I have now mm. to continue my for real experience and, and share what I really want to share. Because mm. before it was kind of, with that inner voice jumping back and forth of what do I really want to say and never really oh, right. finding out why. Mm. And um, thanks to St. Chris to help mm. build this for real production. Seen by Scully. Seen That's by his, Scully. His That's tag. his Instagram if you guys yeah. want to check him out. Um, yeah, it's like it's the ball was finally, st- or, or the, the needle has finally stopped ticking left to right. It's now in the center and it's staying there. Mm. So, yeah, I think if everyone... Use the medium. Don't have to share it. No, maybe not social me- media. Just mm. journaling or something like that. Or record yourself. Mm. Write notes. Mm. Yeah, you learn something. Yeah, true. Very true. I'd like to thank you. Yeah. Thank you for your inspiration. It's one day you said to me that you were thinking about daily vlogging. Do you remember that? Yeah, that was yeah. hard. I'm sure. Sh- yeah, I'm sure it was. Mm. Daily vlogging, and I thought, oh. 
I had a writer's block, like I couldn't write on my Medium blog. Yep. And I thought, all right, well, if you're going to do daily vlogging, yep. how long are you going to do it for? I asked you, and you, yeah. I think you said a month. Is that right? Yeah, I said 30 days. 30 days? Yeah. And I said, all right, well, if you do that, I'll do 30 days of daily blogging. Yes. And there are times where I would sit at the computer after a long day, and I thought, all right, I've promised myself I'm going to write daily. What am I going to write? But after 30 days, I actually gained the confidence to write quite freely. Yeah. And if it wasn't for you starting your daily vlogging, I wouldn't have done my daily blogging. Mm. Uh, we don't do it daily now, of course. No. Um, but it's very different. Yeah. It's uh, it's not a challenge to to yeah. for me to write because Definitely. that 30 days really broke the the barrier that that um, you know what is it called? Like that. I'm using my hand. Stop. Block blockage. Okay. <laughs> Stop. Block. Blockage. Luggage. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for that. No, you're welcome. I think it was good, good mm. experience. Mm. Like, because now we're up to this point, and we're quite comfortable. Very comfortable. Quite comfortable. Mm, quite and comfortable. even with the confidence on camera, mm. I think our confidence has jumped heaps mm. with knowing what to say and and holding that plus holding ourselves. Mm. It's quite different. Have you ever tried recording yourself, guys, out there? Anyone? It's quite. You know, if you notice a camera come out, just notice your reaction. Do you shy away or do you stand tall? Because that mm. that says something. Yeah, yeah. Well, for me, it's actually knowing what not to do. Okay. I've worked out how not what not to do yeah. as opposed to what to do because yeah. my inner voice starts saying, "I should, I should." look like this, I should do like this, I should, yeah, exactly. you know, yeah. all the stuff I yeah. should, 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 because people, that's what people expect, or that's what I think people would respect, or exactly. whatever. So, and all of the, the BS starts coming out, mm. Mm, and, mm, mm. and all the pretense, like, yeah, yeah, I, I pretend to be something. Exactly, and I find when the BS st comes out, mm. I actually don't talk from the truth, like mm. from, let's say from my heart, because mm -mm. I just talk from the head and it's like, I, I should be saying this because then people will think I'm this. Yeah, that's right. And you start talking lots of BS and just mm. blah, 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 mm. blah, blah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I know. I, um, it's a pretty scary thing, actually. I, I, I've always wanted to speak, to be worthy of being listened to, to being worthy of being heard at a TEDx event. So mm. I've started this process now, this journey of uh, working towards being selected to speak at TEDx Perth. And the, my second event was last night. And uh, it was pretty terrifying looking at, like I didn't speak. Mm. I didn't speak last night. I went to the open mic evening at the Moon Cafe and um, watching nine people get up, sp speak for eight minutes each about various topics. And it's, it seems very daunting. Like I, I, some, some were absolutely trembling. Like could see their their reminder cards moving <laughs> on uh, on in the stage hand. in their hand, and others were over animated, like okay. overcompensating for the fear. You yeah, know, like yep. being really, really animated and and stuff. And for me, it was really a lesson for me about being authentic so yep. I'm, I'm credence to everyone who got up on the open night last night to speak yep so it's not a criticism whatsoever yep uh, what it is for me it's a lesson that f for me watching and observing a my own process like how how much i actually stop myself like i actively i could have spoken last night but i i subconsciously actively subconsciously actively i don't know if there's a word that says both of those together subconsciously a subconscious actively anyway stop looking at me like that <laughs> um sabotage myself okay like i could have actually applied to speak last night yeah but i i sabotaged myself and mm. and i wasn't on stage mm. so uh, i learned a big lesson last yep. night about authenticity and being present to my my 
internal story. Yep. About uh, not being not not being worthy. Yep. Uh, that I I don't deserve to be heard. Yep. That I've got nothing to say. Yep. That's of, and of any worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that's how I felt vlogging. Yeah. Like, why would anyone watch me? I got got nothing wor- yeah. worthy to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I learned a big lesson last night. Mm. It was a great event, and now working towards uh, being one of sixteen selected for a TEDx event. Cool. For next year. September next year, after start in March. So actually, I can start now. And when when one of the curators told me last night that the uh, they they start the sifting through process and getting through all of the people that apply starts in March. I thought, wow. She says, yeah, it's a bit of a process. I thought, well, it's not far away mm. when you think about March because no. you take out Christmas and New Year. Yeah. It's and then you've got Chinese year. New Year. Yeah. Like I've actually got to get the ball rolling now because yes. come Chinese New Year we'll be full on with line dancing, mm-hmm. and that'll be my main focus. Yep. Well, our main focus. Yep. So That's I've actually right. got to do it now. Ugh. I know. Well, here's another Instagram quote. Quote. An Instagram quote. Quote that I think speaks really to our topic right now. Mm. The key. The key to happiness is letting each situation be what it is instead of what you think it should be. <laughs> How's that? That's pretty cool. I saved this uh, earlier this week without Did knowing you? knowing the connection. Really? Yes, I just popped up now. Can you say it again? The key to happiness mm. is letting each situation be what it is instead of what you think it should be. Wow. That's pretty cool. Mm. Definitely. Look at that. Mm. All right. Well, last thing for yep. this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, do you want to share with everyone, uh, if you're open to share, yes. what you have going on in terms of your personal development? My personal development? Yes. What do I have going on with my personal development? That's a, That sounds like a very daunting question. Um, I, I think I only have one thing, mm-hmm. uh, personal development. Sounds boring again. <laughs> my I'm in Maybe week, it's just simple. Okay, it's simple. I'm in week seventy five of my hundred week yes. Yulu challenge. And uh once again noticing oh I've I discovered something this morning in one of my lessons. Okay. You know how I talked about at um around week forty my feet change size? Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. So for the listeners out there, in, in the week 40 of my Yulu's... I was, that must I, sound weird to everyone. I, I know. I was, doing, I was doing 100 Yulu's a week uh, starting the 16th of February last year. And um, by week 40, I couldn't wear shoes anymore. And I discovered that my feet had changed shape and size. So now I wear one size bigger than I had done before. Um, so I was explaining it to Paul this morning, who was having a private lesson with me. And I said, you know, the the one thing I've noticed is that mothers, when I teach Tai Chi to mothers, mothers are the easiest people to teach because their bodies are so supple. They Mm. can move in any direction, any shape. Agreed. Yeah. But, but it's not women. It's actually mothers. And, and, um, my wife, Marianne, she said it's because women have, uh, release a hormone that helps their ligaments relax and let go so they can actually go through the childbirthing process. Mm, right. But then the ligaments don't go back. So short story is that... So they're that like elastic man. Just elastic man. Just, just stretched out. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so oh. the short short story is I spoke to other professional <laughs> artists, uh, dancing, yoga, um, and they all agreed that the body goes through after continual practice. It's different for everybody, but after a period of time, the body lets go and, and the ligaments let go. Mm. So I thought, hey, that's cool. Men can kind of, kind of, I'll say this uh, very re- with reservation, kind of get what it's like when ligaments let go, like when a woman gives birth. I mean, we will never know the pain, right? Yes. But then I realized at that moment this morning, it was like, what time was it? Quarter past seven in the morning. I said, ah, Paul, how many weeks is gestation for a baby? And he goes, about 38. 
And I said, and I experienced the same thing at week 40. Mm. It's like, oh, connection. It was like a huge connection. Right. So I had been doing 40 weeks of 100 yulus a week and my body let go. Yeah. And I wonder, you know, like yeah, my yeah, mind yeah. just went, wow. It actually is about the same time as pregnancy. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how many weeks I did, but I jumped two sizes. Oh, did you? Yeah. So I came back from New Year's, um, New Year's break. And Lucky I don't have to buy clothes for you anymore. Put, <laughs> put on my um, shoes in training and then uh, realized they were too small. So I jumped up a size and then like two weeks later, I had to go another size up. Wow. I don't know. Solid. It must be. What can I say? So, so personal development. But that's it. My personal, my car- yeah, my per- personal development is practice, and I reflect. I I see a psychotherapist every fortnight, like a bit of a personal supervision. Yep. And talk stuff out. Okay. There's a big stigma around seeing mental health specialists. Yeah. Uh, I grew up with the stigma of you've got to be you're sick in the head if you want to go and see someone. But yeah, agreed. Actually, I've been seeing a psychologist of some nature since uh, your mother and I divorced mm. the first time. Okay. <laughs> the first time out of two. And that was the, that was the, um, the trigger, yep. trying to work out what happened in our marriage. Uh, but actually what I discovered was it was a learning journey for me. I, what I really enjoy is understanding myself better. Mm. So I still go. Yeah. Uh, every fortnight um, and talk stuff out and look deeper into things. Um, I've, that's my personal development. Okay. And my yearlies are an integral part of that because that's my daily touching touch yep. base. Yep. Yep. Okay. That's it. Cool. I like, I like well, to pretend to read books, but that yep. doesn't really happen. <laughs> I, I don't know. Maybe because I'm younger, I'm still finding my way or whatnot. I don't know. I'm doing a few things. Yeah. One is recently started having smoothies for breakfast. Oh, nice. I notice it's it's a uh, it's a good energy kick in the morning and helps me um without getting too much detail, helps my bowels move. <laughs> that's what I noticed. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. I, I won't I won't good. tell you what makes my bowels move. <laughs> uh all right, another one. Um <laughs> <laughs> uh, another one. Is I am reading. <laughs> I'm reading. Oh, good. Reading. I've got one book here. Yep. Um, what is it? Reading The 4-Hour Work Week by yep. Tim Ferriss. Yep. And You're going to have to work up to that, you realize. Why? Work up to working four hours in a week. I don't think it's... A, I think it's just the title. Oh, right. Yes. But I'm, I'm reading that and I'm also listening to his podcasts. Um, and then I read a fiction story before bed oh nice and i actually notice the difference in my in my head when i wake up from in the morning wake up from watching the screen before i go to bed yeah or if i read yeah it when i watch the screen it feels like my mind's still busy yeah and when i wake up i'm quite my head's heavy and it doesn't feel like i got much sleep yeah but when i read it feels like my it helps my brain sleep yeah and then when I wake up, I feel refreshed, even though I might have less, less hours sleep. of sleep. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. But knowing that feeling doesn't make it any easier. Sometimes mm. I'm just too tired to read and then mm. stuff like that. Mm. Um, what's another one? Reading and, of course, practice. Mm. Yeah. Physical practice. So I'm doing something physical, doing something for my mind and... Doing something for your bowels. And doing something for my bowels. <laughs> Personal development. <laughs> Bam. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. All okay. right. Well, anything else to add for the podcast before we end this? Um, just that I th- I think there's uh, I'd really like to investigate having other people come up and talk. You know. Yep. Um, this is not just exclusive between you and I. Mm. Uh, I thought it'd be very cool for you to have a chat with others. Definitely. And then others to have a chat with me yeah. and you know, see where this all goes because we all have different points of view and we come from different places with different experiences yep. and backgrounds and so on. Exactly, yeah, definitely. Mm. All right. So so the invitation's there. Anyone wants to come and join us, then do so. You have to find Jung. How would they, how would they contact you? Uh, well, you can find me slash us on Instagram at 
for real official. F U R E E L official. Or uh, is YouTube. There, is there an email address as well? Yes, it is. Well, can you let me finish? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. He's got the tags. Jeez. Jeez. Oh, he's got the dead. Tags. Come on. All right. On YouTube, uh, at For Real as well. Actually, it's, it's youtube.com forward slash For Real TV. And then an email address. <laughs> got an email address, which is For Real at jingmo.com.au. That's F U. Yeah, F U. Wait, it's hard spelling this one. F U R E E L. That's G-I-N-G-M-O dot com dot A-U, Jingmo. Yeah. Would you put all of that stuff in the description? I'm trying to work that thing? out. This is our second podcast. Oh, I'm right. trying how, I'm so you, finding out there, how, how there to. There are descriptions or not, no, no descriptions? Yeah, there's descriptions and stuff, but I'm still finding out how it all applies and oh, how okay. it all works. All right. So it's coming. Okay. All right. But that's it. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thanks for listening, everyone. Hope you enjoyed this episode of the podcast. If you feel like... You can share it to friends and family who would be interested to listen. Appreciate that support. And we'll hear you guys in the next episode. Goodbye.